You're listening to Comedy Central. Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. June 5th, 2018. From Comedy Central's World News Headquarters in New York, this is The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Ears Edition. I'm really excited. Our guest tonight is from Atlanta and the new movie Hotel Artemis. Brian Tyree Henry is here, everybody. But first, let's get straight into it. It is officially swimsuit season, unless you miss America. New this morning has just been announced that the Miss America pageant is scrapping the swimsuit competition. What? Yeah, Gretchen Carlson, a former Miss America, and the organization's board there just revealed the change. The competition is also switching up the evening wear portion. Women will not be judged on the gown they choose. Instead, they will be asked to demonstrate their passion, intelligence, and overall understanding of the job of Miss America. It's going to be what comes out of their mouth mm. that we're interested in when they talk about their social impact. Wow. No more swimsuit competition. This really is great news for the Miss America pageant and devastating news for all the young boys who have no access to porn. <laughs> and I think it's great that they're trying to remove the objectifying element from Miss America, right? But I think they're underestimating the reptilian brain of men. Because if you remove the swimsuits, you realize men are just gonna find something else to perv, right? Guys are gonna be at home like, oh man, check out her biochemistry degree, yeah. <laughs> And you know what, you know, when you, when you think about it, like I was, I was just, I was just <laughs> looking through this news and I was going, the swimsuit competition did feel a bit outdated, right? Because when the pageant started 90 years ago, it was only about swimsuits, it was just the looks. Now the contestants are answering questions about like how to fix the Middle East. You know, in fact, sometimes their answers were better than actual presidential candidates. <laughs> like they would have an answer and Trump would be like, bing, bing, bang, bang. <laughs> so I think actually what we should do is let the Miss America wear whatever they want and make presidential candidates wear bikinis. Yeah, that's what we should do. Which, you know what's weird is, you know what's weird is, I don't know if that makes Ted Cruz any more or less off-putting, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that image. Moving on to the world of technology, the world's biggest tech company is making some changes of its own. Apple has unveiled the latest software for its mobile devices, iOS 12, with some exciting new features. Apple unveiled features to make devices more appealing. These include new animated emojis and updates to its augmented reality platform. There's now group video chat accommodating as many as 32 people on FaceTime. iOS 12 will allow you to see how much time you're spending on various iPhone or iPad apps and will let you put time limits on your usage. 
Uh, okay, first of all, the iPhone already has a feature that limits your usage. It's called the battery, okay? <laughs> and that whole 32 people on FaceTime? Like, what is that? I feel like somehow it's gonna turn into me with 31 screens of my mom. Just my mom going like, I don't understand! And I'll be like, stop calling me on every line! <laughs> like, why would Apple want FaceTime to support 32 people? That's just pressuring me to get 30 more friends. It's unnecessary. <laughs> No, you tell me, who the hell has that many friends, huh? Apple is just inventing features to make you feel bad about yourself. That's all they're doing. Yeah, their next feature is probably gonna be a penis measuring app that starts at nine inches. Oh, look at that. I can't use it. And what's, you know what's weird about this whole thing is that Apple says they wanna help us use the phone less, but then they're adding features to make us wanna use the phone more. Yeah, it's like AA trying to boost membership by adding an open bar. They're like, come on in, come on in. All right, but let's move on. Because of, for the 500th consecutive day of the Trump presidency, there is drama coming out of this administration. After the Super Bowl, it's customary for the winning team to visit the White House. You know, the same way in England, how the winner of Wimbledon gets to arm wrestle the queen, yeah? <laughs> she wins every time. That's why she's still the queen. Well, anyways, uh, this year, most of the Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles said that they would not be visiting President Trump. And so the president replied, I broke up with you first. Instead of being stood up, President Trump is backing out. He disinvited the Philadelphia Eagles from visiting the White House today after reports fewer than 10 players plan to attend the ceremony celebrating their Super Bowl victory. The president tweeting, unfortunately, only a small number of players decided to come and we canceled the event. Huh, that's weird. Trump is canceling events if a lot of people aren't showing up. That must be a new policy. Huh. Can we, uh, can we just acknowledge how weird it is that under Trump, no one wants to visit the White House anymore, right? The Golden State Warriors wouldn't go last year. The Eagles won't go this year. In fact, the Cleveland Browns released a statement saying the only reason they've never won the Super Bowl is because they don't want to meet Trump. Yeah, apparently they're not losing, they're hashtag resisting. It's gotten so bad that, like, they, they can't get anyone to visit. I wouldn't be surprised if, like, Jared Kushner is gonna be on the corner trying to get people in. It's just like, come on to the White House! Ladies getting free! <laughs> and now, if, if you were the president and, like, 40 out of 50 players said that they weren't coming to your party, you'd probably be embarrassed, right? Or, or you'd come up with a crafty excuse about how those players didn't stand you up, they stood America up. Donald Trump saying the Eagles disagree with their president because he insists that they proudly stand for the national anthem, adding the team wanted to send a smaller delegation, but fans deserve better. The White House has now rebranded the day as a celebration of America. The president invited fans to attend a different celebration, one that he says will honor our great country and loudly and proudly play the national anthem. He's simple, but he's brilliant, yeah. Think about it, whenever Trump is losing an argument, he just grabs the anthem and then he holds it in front of himself. That's all he does. He just holds it in front of himself like, you wouldn't hurt the anthem, would you? Would you? Huh? It's the anthem. <laughs> he probably uses the anthem to win arguments all the time. Melania is probably like, not tonight, Donald. I'm not in the mood. And Donald's like, oh, say, can you see? That doesn't work for me. I'm from Slovenia. <laughs> so instead of throwing an eagle celebration, the president hosted an anthem party. And if you're thinking, I've never heard of an anthem party. Yeah, there's no such thing. But still, <laughs> it featured all your favorite sports stars, like Mike Pence and Secretary of the Treasury, Steve the Nooch Mnuchin. 
you know, and you would think that if you invited people over for a patriotism party, you would at least know the words to America's favorite songs. From the mountains to the prairies to the oceans, white as gold, God bless America, my home sweet home. Oh, bless America. Yeah, look, I mean, the song's only been around for 100 years. He hasn't had time to learn the words. Don't judge him. And you know, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I, like, I'm tired of this whole Trump anthem kneeling debate, right? He says he's outraged that the players disrespect the flag and the anthem. But the truth is, last year, the Eagles never even ran that play. During the regular season, the postseason, there was never an instant of a Philadelphia Eagles player getting down on a kneel during the national anthem. The Eagles were not among the players who kneeled for the national anthem. I'm starting to think that President Trump might be full of shits. <laughs> I'm starting to think that. <laughs> I, look, the truth is we know he cares less about NFL players, quote unquote, disrespecting America than he does about just keeping the issue going because it works for him politically. Because Trump bragged to the owner of the Dallas Cowboys that, quote, this is a very winning, strong issue for me. This one lifts me. It's like the anthem is Patrick Swayze and I'm baby. It lifts me. <laughs> but whether or not this issue is a winner for Trump in general, I, I think that this time he might have messed up. Yeah, because you, you realize the Eagles come from Pennsylvania and Pennsylvania is a swing state, a swing state that Trump only won by about 44,000 votes, which is less than one stadium full of Eagles fans. Yeah, and now he's picking a fight with those same fans. Now, this is not the group you wanna pick a fight with. Remember, these are the same people that almost burnt down their own city <laughs> when they were happy. <laughs> yeah, these are the fans who commemorated one of the best days of their lives by literally eating horse shit. <laughs> and you wanna start a fight with them? If I were you, Mr. President, I would quit while I was ahead because between you and the Eagles, we all know who's gonna come out on top. <laughs> we'll be right back. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to The Daily Show. As you may know, this month is the Muslim holy month of Ramadan. And last year, President Trump received a lot of criticism when he became the first president in two decades not to host an official Ramadan dinner. In response, Trump said, I have no problem with Ramadan, I just don't like Muslims. But it looks like this year, he's changing his tune. Tomorrow, President Trump will host a dinner recognizing the Muslim holy month of Ramadan. The event was not held last year. The move is a return to White House tradition. So far, a guest list has not been made available. Yay, President Trump making Ramadan great again. For more on this news, we wandered around the building and pulled in the first Muslim we saw, Hassan Minaj, everybody! What's up, Hassan? What's up, man? 
So, uh, Hassan, the White House Ramadan dinner is back on the calendar officially. How big of a deal is this? I mean, it's huge, Trevor. Ramadan is the month where Muslims cleanse themselves by fasting all day. That means no eating, no drinking, no cursing, and definitely no face filters. We know you're not a puppy. No lying during the holy month, okay? <laughs> Ramadan is like Lent and Yom Kippur combined. It's the ultra marathon of sacrifice. So it's nice when the president acknowledges that with the dinner. Yeah, but uh, Hassan, how does it feel to have Donald Trump host that dinner? Yeah, I'll be, I'll be honest, Trevor. Um, when I heard the news, I was deeply offended. Of course. That I wasn't invited. <laughs> wait, wait, you, you want to be invited? Of course I do. I mean, it is gonna be a train wreck. <laughs> Trump in Ramadan. That's like Mel Gibson hosting a Passover Seder. <laughs> Who wouldn't want to see whatever that is? Okay, well, if you weren't invited, why not just find another Muslim who is going to be invited and then just try and be their plus one? Oh, just chain migration my way into the dinner? I wish. <laughs> I don't even know who's going. I've asked all my friends. I have scoured the internet, which is like the Muslim internet. It's like black Twitter. Um, nothing. It is killing me. I just want to sit there and share some halal KFC with my man Dinesh D'Souza. Hassan, Dinesh D'Souza is not a Muslim. I know that. You know that. Trump doesn't know that. I will say this, though. Any Muslim who goes to this event is truly devout. What do you mean by that? I mean, this is the month of enduring hardship, and this dinner is gonna be Hall of Fame hardship. You are coming off of 16 hours of no food, no water. You're tired. You're delirious. And then Mr. Travel Ban walks into the room, and because it's Ramadan, you're not even allowed to curse that orange-tinted mother... I'm sorry, I'm fasting. See? Now, that's a test from God. Yeah, well, yeah, no, no, I, I'm sure you know this, Hassan, but there's a lot of speculation about why Trump is hosting the dinner this year, right? Some people think it's because the Supreme Court is about to rule on his travel ban, and he doesn't want them to think that he hates Muslims. Other people think he's doing this because he's planning to do, like, a Game of Thrones-style red wedding. Oh, okay. <laughs> or... Or... Trump is finally thinking of converting to Islam. Wait, what? Think about it, Trevor. He doesn't drink alcohol. He doesn't work on Fridays. He named his casino the Taj Mahal. He's already 90% there. Plus, it would be so dope to have our second Muslim president. What's up, Barry? Trump converting to Islam, I'd have an easier time believing that if Trump didn't hate Muslims so much. You know who also hates Muslims, Trevor? Muslims. Iran hates Saudi Arabia. Turkey hates Syria. Hassan Minhaj hates Kamel Nanjiani. Now, Kamel, I told you to put me in the big sick. It was the perfect role for me, but no. You had to go with Zoe Kazan, and look what happened. Your movie was barely a major hit. You selfish mother fasting. I'm fasting, I'm sorry. Hassan Minaj, everybody, we'll be right back. You gotta hold it in. Show. My guest tonight is an Emmy and Tony Award-nominated actor who can be seen in the new movie, Hotel Artemis. Please welcome Brian Tyree Henry! Yeah. Uh, thank you. I don't know
don't know why I feel like I had to bow. You have to bow. You have to bow. I don't know why I did that. I'm sorry. That is the sign of humility. That's a sign of respect. I bow to the applause. Welcome back to the show. Thanks, man. First things first, congratulations on your Tony Award nomination. That is really exciting. That's coming up on Sunday. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Crazy. That's really exciting. You know, I was thinking, you you got a Tony Award nomination, right? You were nominated for an Emmy. Yeah. I mean, sooner or later, you're going to win all of these things. I heard you singing in an episode of This Is Us. Yeah. Like, why not just why not just go into music, be the real paper boy, and then just go for an EGOT? I mean, because, like, I want to stay in my lane a little bit. You know, like, Donald's already taken over the music thing, so right. I don't want to, like, go over there. I was like, I'll just do theater. I'll stay and do theater and let him, like, let them do the music side. Oh, that's nice of you. So I'm a courteous guy. You know this. <laughs> like, I like to share, man. I'm not here to take it all. I am. No. <laughs> Um, let, let's talk a little bit about all the projects that you're doing. That clip that we just saw yeah. is from the new movie Hotel Artemis. Yeah. And in that scene, you are acting with Sterling K. Brown, and we'll chat about that in a moment, okay. but what is what is the premise of Hotel Artemis? It's, it's a really interesting story. I don't want to give too much away, but uh, first of all, Jodie Foster, that's that's one. Right. And um, uh, so <laughs> it's a hotel for criminals during a water drought. Right. Which may happen in the near distant future. So it's set in uh, 2028. There's a water riot going on, and these criminals, uh, Sterling and I, who are brothers, we get injured, and we have to go to this hotel that is literally made for criminals. Right. You pay a membership, and Jodie Foster plays a nurse that takes care of all of us there, but we're not the only criminals that have checked in that Right. It's it's, it's a really crazy premise. It's insane. The two of you being brothers, funny enough, is like the most believable part of the story in terms of a crazy world, because in real life... You two are best friends. I yeah. didn't know this. Yeah. I've known him for over 11 years. We actually, uh, he went to NYU uh, right. for grad school here. And after I graduated uh, from Yale, I came to New York and started doing theater. And we have been doing, like, plays here uh, ever since. But we never got to act in scenes together. We were always what I call acting adjacent. Yes. So, like, I know he's over there talking, but I'm like, I don't have any scenes with him. But, <laughs> <laughs> but like, so we were acting adjacent. So this time we finally got to do this movie where we were like, hey, man, like, let's, let, let's. Let's really, like, play brothers. Like, let's really do it. Right. And I can't believe we made it happen. It's still, it's still unbelievable. Yeah, because he, he got you the role on This Is Us, didn't he? Yeah, The man. role that got you nominated for the Emmy. Yeah. That's really... Don't say all that to him. Now he's going to know that, and he's going to, like, run around and tell everybody that. Oh, you, you, wanna, you want him to be humble for what... Yes. Oh, okay. I mean, he already won the Emmys. So. Well, you, you got yourself the role on his show through him <laughs> knowing you. Thank you, Trevor. Yes, Thanks. that's how it happened. Uh... <laughs> Uh, but, but, yeah, it's like when you're acting with somebody that you've known for that long, is it harder to, to change the characters or do you get into the roles even deeper? No, it, it actually, you become more of a jackass because you're just playing all the time. Right. Like, we're literally, we were there up there playing all the time. There was one moment, man, that, uh, you know, my character gets injured and I'm laying on the gurney and, like, he, I just feel this wetness on my mouth. And I guess this was his choice to give me mouth-to-mouth resuscitation. <laughs> but he did not, that's not in the script. <laughs> <laughs> So after the director yells cut, I was like, oh, yeah, that's what we're going to do. You're just going to put your mouth on mine. So right before he yells action, I was like, you have the most tenderest lips I've ever uh, felt. <laughs> and he's like, action. I was like, you can't break now. Like, what are you going to do? You have to, you have to finish the scene. Right. So, yeah, and now the, the story has taken a completely different turn. It's term. all new. That'll be the sequel. <laughs> uh, it, was, it was a great time, man. We spent a lot of time just playing and joking. And, like, I feel like when you have a, a, a chemistry like that with somebody, it's, it's infectious on set. Right. So, you know, we had just a great time, man. That, that's something that seems to be a trend wherever you go. You're known for being an affable person who's great to work with. You know, your, your cast members speak about you in such a beautiful way, whether it's in theater, whether it's in uh, TV or movies. Uh, I mean, Atlanta is one of the shows where 
every single one of us who's a fan of the show feels like we know you and your castmates intimately. We feel like oh. you're a family. Yeah, well, You know, yeah. when, when we see Alfred and the gang hanging out, we, we feel like that is a family. I've always wondered this, though. Why do you always refer to him as Alfred and not as Paperboy? Well, because I want I want everyone to be very clear that that's who he is. You know what I'm saying? Paperboy is the persona that's put upon him. That's not right. That's not who he is. And um, I just always want to make sure to remind myself to always check in with Alfred before I check in with Paperboy. Because wow. Paperboy is the one that gets the fame and has all these things, but deep down inside, like you know, he's still Alfred. He started as Alfred, and I want to make sure that he stays Alfred. You you have a lot of roles coming up. I mean, everyone loves you. People are waiting for you to play Try any, any role that you want. Stop it, man. I this love you. This You're is like, true. You're like, yeah, man. I love this man <laughs> but so this much. Is true. You, you, are, you are dearly, dearly loved. I am telling you, you this now. Um, are there any roles that you wish you could play? There's got to be, like, dream roles where you go, like, yeah, I've always wanted to play that character. I want to be Bruce Leroy. Bruce Leroy? Do you guys, do any of y'all know the movie The Last like Dragon? From, from way from, back? Like, The Last yeah. Dragon. Yeah. Like, I want to be Bruce Leroy. Okay. I think it'll be, no, actually, I want you to be Bruce Leroy and I'd be Shonuff. <laughs> don't get me started. I mean, like, I don't know. Would y'all watch it? Y'all would watch that, right? <laughs> you didn't think about it, Trev. Think about this project and, like, I, I think we can make it happen. You see, and then you wonder why people love you. <laughs> This is what you, you go around giving people movie roles, I just and then you wonder why people I love you. I just want to have a chance to, for me and you to do something together, man. I know we smash it. No, man. It would, it would be great. Thank you so much for being <laughs> on the you, show. man. Hotel Artemis will be in theaters June 8th. Brian Tyree Henry, everybody. Thank you so much. The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Ears Edition. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central and the Comedy Central app. Watch full episodes and videos at thedailyshow.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And subscribe to The Daily Show on YouTube for exclusive content and more. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.